to the previous podcast it was about USP which is a unique selling point so developing your unique selling point so you can be out and about living your regular life and getting clients that is how I got my full book of clients um, and tripled my revenue in 2008 in 2008 there was a recession so if there's any young whippersnappers here just so you know this recession is a repeating thing. Right now we're in 2022. Now it's gonna be a similar thing. I was able to triple my revenue during that time. I didn't lose money. So don't fall for the hype that everything's gonna go to hell in a handbasket. Just get right with God, get right with your business, continue to persevere and continue to just be consistent, right? Sometimes I don't have a lot of people signing up for my workshops. Sometimes in the beginning, there wasn't a lot of people listening to my podcast, but I kept going. But what I did do in the beginning of my careers, I would stop. You know, if only three people come, oh, they don't want it, I would stop. But what I've noticed from watching other successful people in, in all industries, not just the beauty industry, is the perseverance to keep going. And then five years, you have a lot more people, and then, you know, 10 years, but you have to be willing to keep going when people aren't showing up. If there's already been enough, enough of a success record or you can book a one with, one-on-one with me or run it by me and be like, hey, I've been trying this, but yeah, only two people are coming. Is it because it's not the right thing or do I just have to keep at it? Most of the time, you just have to keep at it and be consistent. I'm going to do another podcast that will be coming out in the next couple of weeks on consistency. Consistency is truly the key and many artists don't want this consistency i am one of them just so you know i have to fight tooth and nail to keep consistency and keep routine because i am an artist right i have a little bit of a business mind from you know the hard knock likewise but monotony and routine and and boredom is really like oh however I know when I do keep my routine and keep my consistency, it actually opens up more space for creativity while the other creative stuff is going. So I'll talk a little bit more about that. But today I wanted to keep talking about this unique selling point. So unique selling point, that's what a USP is. Like what makes your services stand out or makes them unique or what are some buzzwords that get people excited, okay? And then once you have that, then what? Okay. Then you're going out and about, like I said, at the grocery store, you could say that's dropping off your kids from school, someone compliments your nails, or you can um, go into your neighborhood. I have an ebook called The 55 Places to Market Your Beauty Services. That's available uh, on my website. Also, if you're on Instagram, you can click the link in the bio and easily get it there. Um, There's 55 places that are in most neighborhoods um, that you can go to and be marketing your services. Now, the plus of this ebook is really that you can go and market your services there and get like, you know, one or two clients. But the premise of it is really that those places then making relations with those people that you work on or the owner or the managers or the people that work at the shop to have them be cross promoting your services while you're already at work or while you're at the kids baseball game, they're at their place of business 
doing their business, but then they're talking about your services because you have a little framed thing of nails there or you're doing one of the girl's nails there and people are saying, oh, I love your nails. Where do you get them done? And then she's promoting you. Think about it. You have like a nice boutique, like an inexpensive clothing boutique where you kind of the bodegas where you run in and get some sunglasses or cute jewelry, stuff like that. That girl has her nails popping. All the girls that come in there are like, oh, I like your nails. And then she says, oh, yeah, my girl Linda does them. She has a salon down the street. Here's, here's um, her card. Tell her I sent you. And also here's some like nail things. And she gives you free cuticle oil on your first visit. Something like that, right? People, that is what you need. You need that shop girl being your marketer, but you're not paying her, right? So this is what the book is really about. It's, it's good to go into the gym and get one trainer, as your client but that's not the premise of this book that will help you the premise is to then get that trainer to be cross-promoting and being part of your marketing team and telling everyone so i'm going to read off a couple of the places in this book um number one and there's 55 number one is actually the gym so i'm just going to read it word for word it's story time with Naja. so it says gym get the front desk person as your client along with a trainer or two they will tell the members of the gym about you cross-promote by leaving incentives to come see you and in exchange you will tell your clients about their gym right so you're going to be doing nails and telling people oh yeah there's a gym they have a sauna they have a cold you know whatever it is so it's a win-win situation right that's what cross-promoting means we are zigzag cross-promoting i'm telling people about your business you're telling people about my business all right let me go through the book here so I have restaurants. If you listen to the previous podcast about USP, I talked a lot about the waitresses. So number seven is restaurants. What's the hotspot restaurant in your area? Get your work on the hosts, the waitresses, managers, and bartenders. If it's a place that does a lot of parties, get to the catering director or the event planner. Don't forget about the chef and cooks. They need love too, especially pedicure services. So I used to be a chef. You're always on your feet, right? So. I would, I would market my services also to the chefs, right? The chefs probably aren't going to be out there cross-promoting with the actual clients, but if they're male chefs, they'll tell their partners. Um, and then, you know, they always have off on Mondays. If you're open on Mondays, you know, I just like to give DJs and chefs a lot of love. I really respect them. Okay. Um, let me see what else I have here that I think would be fun. Uh, we got number 18 is barbershops. I worked at a barbershop recently, you know, uh, probably within the last four years, I worked at a barbershop in Florida when I was there taking care of my grandmother. I still wanted to do something in the beauty industry and see. So I said, let me check out a barbershop. I had a whole male clientele for the first two years of my career. And it really taught me to give a really, really, really meticulous manicure because there's, you know, nothing to, to, uh, you don't have any art or, or polish to cover up your work. So barbershops is number 18. If you don't have any clients, get to the barbershop today. The men go there weekly, and most men need their nails cut weekly. Offer a nail shape up. They don't want to hear the word manicure. I learned this from experience and came up with the term instead, shape up. I also offered hand and arm massages while they were getting their hair cut. This is also a phenomenal place to get pedicure clients to come to your salon. Now, see, here's the thing. If you have already a place where you do your nail services, right, but you're not fully booked, then it would behoove you that on a Saturday morning, early or Friday afternoon or Tuesday, or whenever it is that you don't have your clients clustered, 
take that time, take four hours and go to a barber shop, make connections with the head barber and say, hey, could I come here on Wednesdays and offer services to your clients? That's what you want to do because it's going to be an added benefit to them. The barber that I approached, he loved the idea. He thought it was great and we called it the Diddy, right? Like just like P. Diddy. Men sitting there getting their hair cut and their nails trimmed and massaged at the same time. And I stood up and did it because I used to work on set. Um, but what you could do is, and I didn't have a salon at that time. I was just moonlighting and, you know, doing stuff in another state. What you could do, though, is take Thursday afternoon, go to the barbershop, go to the car dealership, go to a, a boutique and offer to do some kind of services there. I'm doing little nail arts on pinkies. I'm doing hand massages anything to get in front of people and then you say oh yeah i have a salon down the street you know come see me i'm here just showcasing my services that's how i built up a lot of my clientele as well in 2008 i went to a lot of places in la uh just for like you know four fridays uh you know over the course of four months i would go to this boutique and i got a lot of clients because a lot of stylists were there shopping for stuff and and celebrities and all that so i went to that place so the barbershop, you can do the same thing. Go there, get the paying clients, trim their nails. Um, it's not a really serious manicure. You know, a lot of they do have sometimes dry cuticles, but you know how to do uh, a dry manicure. And if you don't, they always have steam towel cabbies there. I would wrap the hands in the steam towel, let it soften it up, and give you know a nice quick manicure. But mostly they want the nails trimmed, right? Nail shape up, and then if you do pedicures. Let them know, hey, I do pedicures, you know, um, you can come see me, here's my car, blah, blah, blah. Because what I learned at the barbershop was that more so than not, men ask, oh, do you do pedicures here too? Do you do feet? Do you do feet? They all want their feet done. They're willing to have their feet done. They don't really care so much about the manicure part, um, but they really, really wanted their feet done. And a lot of times they told me that they got their feet done with their girl. Like that was what them and their girl did on their, you know, kind of date nights or things to do together. So that is a really great place to get pedicure clients. Okay, so I'm gonna read one more here. And if you haven't got this book, please get it and tell all your other beauty friends if you own a salon or are trying to build up a team, This get this book for each person. This will really help. Okay, so I'm gonna read two more here. All right, number 31, local politicians. These type of clients are bread and butter clients. You know why? Because they are professional people who build their beauty self-care into their work schedule and into their budget. So they will never cancel or no-show. They will never not be able to afford it as these beauty services are literally part of their job and work schedule. So that goes with local politicians. That's a way that, you know, if you're not in a New York, Miami, Atlanta, North Carolina, LA, and you really want to be celebrity manicures well there's local celebrities in your town which are your local politicians the local newscasters um if there's a local sports team that kind of stuff um and then the other thing is that if they're professional people you know professional workers like there's law offices is my next one here they factor in their beauty services and into their schedule and into their budget so those are all the clients that i had I, when I had a salon, all my clients were professional business women and men. So every Saturday they came, every Monday they came, every, you know, every other Tuesday they came because it was part of their job, it was part of their routine, and it was part of their self-care for them having these high-level professional jobs. They can't go in there looking all raggedy. And when you feel better, 
that's when you do better and actually can be confident in your job. So that's why if you think about it and if you do or don't know, it's like when there's a celebrity, you know, I've worked with tons of celebrities, Nicki Minaj, Lady Gaga, Miranda Lambert, Mary J. Blige, Mariah Carey, Katy Perry. The thing is, it's not that there's this diva thing and that it's all about image, right? For them. I mean, we live in an image-driven culture, so there already is the image. But in order to get someone to look right to perform at an event, yeah, it costs a lot of money. You know, 100000 You know, the, the stylist is getting paid, the manicure is getting paid, the hairstylist, the makeup artist, the clothing stylist, the choreographer, all of this, right? But all of that mostly is so that the celebrity or the performer themselves can feel good. I know this on a small scale, you know, when I give classes online or do live event things, it's like I need a couple hours to myself to shower, to feel good, to like do the self-care, to floss my teeth, and all of that gets you really feeling great in your own skin so you can really give and give to the people who are coming to see you. So I want to put that in your mind. Is that how it also works for professional men and women? They get their nails done and they get their haircuts and they look right. They look professional so they can show up and do their job right. So these are the type of clients that I like because they're never going to miss an appointment because they schedule it into their life and they're never going to not be able to afford it because they're kind of professional men and women. They have already have, they have the right income and the budget and all that. Okay, so I'm going to read number 33, which is law offices. Another set of professionals who schedule and budget in their grooming needs to their work life. They also need de-stressing and debriefing time. Plus, they see people daily who will in turn see your work. And don't underestimate business and professional people who may not get flashy nail art, but a meticulously well-groomed manicure goes a long way. My whole first two years of doing nails, I had an almost all-male clientele of businessmen. Now, that would be for the law offices. And what about a divorce lawyer, right? Divorce, divorce lawyers are working with people that are going through some of the tough, toughest time of their life. Divorce, on a metaphysical level, is, one, is the thing right up there with death. It's a death of a commitment. It's a death of a vow. It's a death of a marriage. It's, it's deep. So, you know, getting in with some of the, the divorce lawyers and saying, you know, let's work out a deal. I can do your nails or... I want to have gift certificates available for you to maybe give to your clients, you know, so they can feel better about themselves when they're going through this tough time. Like, your mind has to get into wheels spinning like this. And I'm really seeing that social media is sucking the life out of a lot of people and sucking the creative ideas out of them. You might be creative with the nails, but you don't have creative ideas like this. Like, oh, a divorce lawyer. Man, I would have never thought of that. Well, I think about this because I know there's no guaranteed paycheck coming unless I go and get clients. So... I'm really good at this, and I hope that you enjoyed this. If you haven't checked out the ebook, please check it out. It is on my website, najanailguru.com. It's called The 55 Places to Market Your Beauty Business. Until next time, peeps.